SAFM setting the nationwide agenda daily. Concerns have been raised around uh, what for me and maybe some people will call a new app. It's not very new, but it would be called a new app uh, by some of us. It's called TikTok. Um, it was developed by Chinese developers and it has had the biggest number of downloads world over. It is taking the young people's lives by storm. The problem is... Are we looking at an app that has been used in the sense that um, it shouldn't be, wasn't meant for it to be used? So I heard of TikTok from very young people, very, very young people. Emma Sedlia, who's a social media law expert, is joining us on the line. And she's also an author of Don't Film Yourself Having Sex and Selfies, Sex, Sext and Smartphones and founder of Digital Law Company as well. She joins us now on the line. Emma Sedlia, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us this afternoon. Thank you for having me, Pamela. Emma, TikTok, I don't know how much you know about TikTok, but you must have heard of TikTok. Why is it something that we should be warning all parents about, especially for children under the age of 16? Yeah, well, it's a very, I think a lot of people don't know about TikTok. A lot of people would have heard of it from its previous name, which was Musical.ly, musical.ly. Um, and it rebranded about 18 months ago. It was the number one downloaded free app last year. There are over 100 billion active monthly uh, uh, users. Sorry, uh, uh, over a billion active monthly users. And it is it is just so damn popular, particularly, Pamela, with the sort of tween age groups. So yeah. sort of when kids first get their phones, sort of 10, 11, 12, 13, that is really where the kids absolutely love TikTok. It's fun. They can create music videos. They can do duets with their friends. Um, but the problem is because it's so attractive with this particular age group, it is also a haven of sexual predators. So it's something that's been on our radar for a long time. But I suppose because of the popularity, um, it's something that we're, gonna, we're having to deal, deal with in our practice pretty much daily at the moment with children coming across inappropriate material um, and, and creating uh, inappropriate content and speaking to people that they shouldn't be speaking to. So this is the concern, Emma, that... If you are under 16, legally, you're not actually meant to be using the app. So the age restriction is actually 13. Um, it's Common Sense Media, which is a great resource for all parents listening. Uh, if you just Google Common Sense Media, it's a really good resource. It tells you step-by-step step how to set up privacy settings on all of these platforms, what the age restriction is, but what the age restriction really should be. And what Commons Media has said, uh, given the, the big research that they've done and had all of these kids uh, using the app, they say that it's not safe for children under the age of 16. Um, that said, you know, in South Africa, it's difficult to, to, to determine whether or not a, a somebody under the age of 18 can actually legally enter into a contract because that is the age of contractual capacity. But in general, provided children have turned 13 and their parents know they're using the app, then they are legally allowed to use it. What's really scary about this app is you, you don't have that middle ground where, for instance, like Instagram, I could decide that whoever sees what I'm publishing is a close is a close group of people. You either publish to everybody or you publish to nobody but yourself. So there's that, but, there, but it's more complicated than that. Um, so I think you know my biggest issue is that children, because they think it's fun, and because parents can see that there is a good side to it. You know, it can be great fun, and it's, I think it's a, it's a source of real creativity for these kids to create this content. You know, it's like you know when you and I were 11 and 12 years old, and we'd get together with our girlfriends mm. and we'd create dances. Uh, to the cassette tapes yeah. and then put on shows for our family. It's very much like that. 
Um, so my worry is that the children who are using it are too young to understand the risks. They're too naive and they're too innocent. When they start speaking to people who say that they're a 12-year-old girl at the next-door school, they're not sufficiently skeptical to think that, well, this could actually be a baddie pretending to be a 12-year-old girl. So that's one of the big risks with the app. Um, you know, I think the other big risk is that parents have this idea that because they are not tech-savvy, the children will always be more tech-savvy, so the children just get to do their own thing, and the parents aren't educating themselves. And I can tell you that there's some really good resources out there, like this Common Sense Media. There's actually a parent's ultimate guide to TikTok. And on your question of the privacy settings, it's much more intricate than something like Snap, than something mm. like Instagram because you can turn off uh, comments on your content. You can turn off who can send you messages. Uh, you can turn off who can see the videos that you've liked. Um, the problem for me, though, is that that all happens in-app. So what that means is that I'm on my TikTok app. I go into settings. So there's the three buttons at the top right of the, of the page. Um, and I can go myself. And if my mum's put on all the things, no, 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 then for that session that I'm using it, I can just change it to yes, 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 <laughs> uh, which, is, which is a big worry of mine because obviously children are always going to push the boundaries. So um, as much as the settings exist, they're fairly weak settings because they can be changed so easily without passwords, etc. Emma, parents are listening right now. Parents are listening and the 10-year-old is going to ask why, why? It's just me and my friend Emma, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. where do we go from here? <laughs> well, I, I say the 10-year-old shouldn't have a phone. And I know that there are a lot of 11, 12-year-olds out there who absolutely hate Emma Sadler, but I'm down with that because I promise you, the longer you can keep your children away from this online world, uh, the better. And let them hate you. If your child is under the age of 13 and they need um, a, they need a phone to be able to phone you to say that something's cancelled because there's been a storm, then get them a dumb phone. The phones that we're giving these children are just so powerful. You know, I come across a material, and I'm pretty hardened, I have to say, because of the nature of the work that we do, that makes me very uncomfortable. Um, I was speaking to a 12-year-old girl on the weekend who uses TikTok religiously, I mean, completely addicted. Yeah. And she was showing me videos of uh, that she thought was so funny of drug use. She was mm. showing me inappropriate messages that she'd received asking for nudes. Mm. Um, she was, and you know, this was just totally normal for her. Um, and mm. I do appreciate that, you know, our children are growing up in a, a completely different world to us. But as far as possible, we've got to protect them from that world. Then when they do get their phones, they need to know what the ground rules are. Um, I think having a smartphone contract is a very good idea. And there's a free one for all parents to download. If they go to our website, which is called the Digital Law Company, um, then then go and download those. And then what we'll do later today is to um, post on all of our social media accounts just some tips for all those parents out there who've got children who are using TikTok. Um, things like don't post videos in your school uniform, uh, disable certain functions. Um, we'll do that um, later today so the parents who are listening have that resource available to them. Even, even with that, Emma, that you've, you've, you know, you've given us the guidelines and so on, you would say, especially because you keep seeing this kind of thing in your work, the absolute minimum would be what, a 13-year-old? Yeah, I say 13. I, I would certainly not let anybody under the age of 13 to be on TikTok. 
even when they are 13, there's not a magic wand that is waved that suddenly they're responsible and are going to make good decisions. So at that point, parents do need to have a very close eye on what their children are doing on TikTok. I think a ground rule, and it's something that we put in the smartphone contract, that if you ever want to look at their phone and see what they've been doing, that you're entitled to do that. When children are little and they're getting on these phones, on these apps for the first time, then work with them in setting up their accounts. Make sure they understand what the risks are. And Pamela, probably one of the most important things that we talk about in our talks is the children have to be able to come to you when they come across inappropriate material. Would they um, know it though, try, Emma? Yeah, would they always know what's impro- inappropriate? I think that we've got to teach the kids that if there's anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, okay. maybe you started speaking to somebody, even though your mum told you a thousand times not to speak to strangers, um, and then they've asked you for something that makes you feel inappropriate, uh, or uh, it makes you feel uncomfortable, or they've sent you something, or they've sent you a request, <laughs> they must always be able to speak to a trusted adult. So we've almost been introducing this concept of what we call a golden ticket, which is like this magic, a magical one, which is like a card of immunity, that if they come to you and they say, I've messed up and I'm speaking to this person, that they're not going to get into trouble because what we really want is for children to be able to come and tell us when they've, when they've come across these inappropriate uh, things or, or these dodgy people so that we can help them. Because I think a lot of the time, people, the children are not going to their parents because their parents are just going to freak out and confiscate their phones. We need to really work with our children, have open channels of communication as far as possible um, and, and not freak out when children come to you and tell you that they've seen all this dodgy stuff. Scary. I mean, it's what you've just said. It's so, so scary. So, Emma, you're going to post all those uh, little uh, to-do um, stuff with, with the parents who are going to at least be trying to protect their children off TikTok. Um, it's all your digital platforms on the Digital Law Company. That's that's the name across all platforms, correct? It is, except on Twitter, I'm at Emma Sadler. All right, Emma Sadler. Thank you so okay. much. She's a social media law expert, and she's also the founder of the Digital Law Company. Go to her social media platforms. On so on Twitter, though, it is uh, Emma Sedlia, and, and on Instagram as well, Emma Sedlia. And they're going to try and guide you through uh, how to help your children who have TikTok, how to do those settings so that you at least, for some, you know, you can at least try and protect them to to some extent. So that's at least at least the least that we can do for you. But she's also saying, look, she just thinks you should stay off um, social media with children for as long as you can. Just get those phones off their hands for as long as you can. Emma Sidlia, uh, and that conversation will be available as a podcast.